So the first thing that she said in this testimony that really hit home with me was when she said, I used to go for guys like that, thinking it was okay and what I deserved. For me personally, when I went through my breakup and had to end things, someone that was not good for me, I had to ask myself, why did I stay for as long as I did? Why did I think it was okay? Why did I think it was what I deserved or what was the norm? And the answer to that is my upbringing and my surroundings. I'm a classic man. You are welcome to episode four of the Classic Manny Show. It is your boy, V1, V only. You guys, I have gone through hell trying to get this episode recorded for you guys. I will get into that in a bit, but I want to start off by saying I hope you guys are all well and safe. How have I been? I have been good for the most part. Been working from home, as most are. I've just been taking care of myself, learning how to cook new dishes. I have been chefing it up in the household, honey. I've been taking care of myself, like, just through resting, doing my skincare routine. You know, it's been a tough time for a lot of people, but I'm trying my hardest to make it as positive as possible for myself, personally. Uh, when it comes to creativity, though, I have struggled, especially with the last two episodes, which is this one and the one before. Recording from home is a struggle that I'm sure a lot of us can relate to. I have gone through hell. I tried to record this episode last week, Sunday. Today is Saturday. Everyone in this household now felt they were the Beyonce's and Usher's of this house, just singing left, right, front, centre. Doors were slamming, water was running. I said, I cannot come and die just to create content. I tried to record during my lunch break a few days later, I think it was Wednesday, just for the sound to be shit. I think my mic was not connected to my laptop properly, so it was recording from my actual laptop sound, and it was atrocious. I love execution and quality so much that I said, this is not coming out. I refused. It sounded as if I was recording on my phone. That's how bad it was. Like, it picked up all the sounds in the world. <coughs> I said, no, thank you. This is my third attempt. But in between all those three attempts, I'll try to wake up early in the morning to record. But I'm not a morning person, unless it's for work. <laughs> I don't think I'm my most productive or my most authentic self in the morning. I like to be quiet. To be talking for an hour plus is so unlike me. So it definitely has been a struggle. You know what? I understand why I create my film defeated in times like this because you're trying so hard to bring out the content it's not even like you're being lazy you're trying but you're going through so much hell just to get this content created to the best quality possible you know i've already had to invest in a microphone to record from home i don't want to bring out something that's going to sound if i recorded on my phone no shade to anyone that's doing that anyone that's using any method possible to create content in times like this i applaud you so it's not a dig at anybody child but i know the kind of quality that i want to put out there that's my rant done i am sure a lot of people that live in african households can relate to this struggle it is actually a big struggle you know oh my goodness i want to tell everybody that's creating content from home that's working from home to just push through you have got this we will get through this. We're going to go straight into the classic fave of today's episode. And if you don't know what the classic fave is, this is where myself and future guests after the whole corona's over will talk about a fave of ours. It could be movies, songs, artists, actors, actresses, games, you name it. So for today's episode, I'll be talking about B-Day from the one, the only Beyonce Knowles Carter. So B-Day was released September the 1st, 2006 in honour of her 25th birthday. Let me go and confirm this information before I give you guys alternative facts. So it was released, yeah, first, wow, Manny, okay. 
<laughs> this album was her second album as a solo artist. Her first album was Dangerously In Love. Around that time, I don't think I was really an album's consumer. So I didn't get to really appreciate this album as much as the diehard Beyonce stands that were old enough to buy albums from HMV or whatever store they got it from. But the thing about the album is that most of it were singles or had a visual so I knew about most of the songs. But I never listened to it from start to finish until recently. You guys, I understand why people say that's probably her top two albums of all time, maybe number one, because rah, the excellence on this album, the execution of this album was, is and will always will be spectacular from start to finish. This was like Beyonce when she was putting in that extra effort, grinding like never before. Around that time, she had a lot to prove. I'll never forget, there was an article around that time that said, oh, she's no Ashanti. I don't know why anyone will compare Ashanti to Beyonce. These two have delivered something different to this music industry. So it did not make sense to me. And obviously there's this thing about the sophomore album curse where artists normally fall off after their first album when they release a second album. So for her to deliver B-Day, everything was perfect. Let's get into the album. Let me go on Spotify. I just searched for Spotify and Spotify. What's wrong with me, please? Um, let me go to B-Day, the album. The album starts off with Deja Vu featuring her husband, Jay-Z. My goodness, this is a serious album opener. I think I love it more now than I did back then. I, I think I always liked it, but now I can appreciate the production element of it. Beyonce's vocal delivery. Feels like everywhere I go I see you. <laughs> for her to deliver like this as a solo artist, look at Nicole Scherzinger, for example. When she was in Pussycat Dolls, the songs were quality. And the funny thing was, she was the one singing 95% of the songs. So for her to release solo material and did not live up to the Pussycat Dolls material, <laughs> it says a lot. I do applaud Beyonce so much for being able to execute as a solo artist just as well, or even better than she did in Destiny's Child. Next song is Get Me Body, which is my favorite workout song. Sugar Mama was a non-single, I believe, but I think it got a visual. If it was a single, probably in America, but I don't think it was a single in the UK. And that was a song that I knew of, but I loved so much from when I was young till now. That song, sit on my life, No, Beyonce is a queen. The next song on the album is Upgrade You featuring her husband. And this is one of the best songs of the 2000s, period. That song, from the very first day I heard it to now, I have loved it. And that visual is one of the best visuals of all time. I really do love Beyonce and Jay-Z's collaborations. My favourites are All Free, Bonnie and Clyde, Upgrade You, On The Run. I love Deja Vu, but that's not my favourite collaboration from them. So those are my top three when it comes to their collaborations. Ring the Alarm, oh my god, a favourite from the beginning as well. Ring the Alarm, I'll be free to love, and I'll be damned if I see another chick in your room. <laughs> You know what? Y'all gonna think my knees are crackhead. Listen, I'm so sorry. I just love music so much and I'm a walking jukebox. You have to anticipate the vocals <laughs> or the lack of vocals to come out. Kitty Cat, let me be honest here. I didn't know about Kitty Cat until Beachella. As I said, it was not a single that I was aware of. I had never listened to that album in full. So I was like, hmm, why does everyone love this song so much? So I heard the full song. But then I think prior to that, I think I'd seen clips of the music video that leaked. So it's got that big cat. One of my biggest fears is animals that have been enlarged. So to have a big cat in the music video, I said, I can't deal. Freakin' Dress, absolute levels. Oh my God, Freakin' Dress. 
is a song that I would expect from someone that's been doing solo material for years. Freak and Dress is a timeless song that I can still see being used in adverts today. And this album is how old? It's nearly 14 years old. So that just says a lot about Beyonce's longevity. And I feel like people do not respect Beyonce enough. It's actually really insulting because for her to do what she's done over these decades, please, who is doing it like her? Yes, there's other artists that have come that are just as great, but I will never downplay Beyonce's contribution to the industry. I'll never downplay her legacy. Don't do that. I don't like that. <laughs> so... I definitely do love um, Frequent Dress. Green Light, I love that song so much. If you want to, uh -huh, uh -huh, you got the green light. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> it reminds me of my ex. Oh my goodness, please save me. But that song is amazing. I don't think I was a fan of the visuals though. It looks very cheap for Beyonce. That was one visual that I noticed from the start I didn't like. Even at my age. I think I was only like 10 at that time. Irreplaceable. That song will always remind me of that South African group that covered it. To a ref, to a ref. <laughs> I said, dear Jesus. <laughs> you must not know about me. That song's a banger. I love that song. Resentment. I didn't know about this song until I think the On The Run tour. When Beyonce sang this and changed the lyrics to fit her situation with Jay-Z at that time. To hold their marriage. Oh gosh, a beautiful song. Because you lied. <laughs> I don't know if there's more songs on the deluxe version. But the last song on the standard version that is not a remix is Check On It. This might be part of my top three favourites on the album. Come over and check up on it. I'ma let you work up on it. Watch me run check up on it. I make myself laugh. Oh my goodness. But this song is levels. I know there's been a lot of discussions about hearing Kelly Rowland's vocals in the background. Check On It was on the last Destiny Child's album. So I do think it was intentional leaving Kelly Rowland's vocals on the song but it's levels and i think this song was used for the pink panther soundtrack we also have listen from the dream girl soundtrack as well beyonce was really on her grind in this era i even researched beyond this album and i went to look at i am such a fierce it's not my favorite album from beyonce i think it's my least favorite actually if i'm being honest with you through the research i found out that the era lasted for nearly two years i think it started in october 8th which is my sister's birthday and ended in july 2nd which is my birthday i was like Rah, Beyonce, like, Beyonce in the beginning, I feel like she put in so much effort, I feel like she still puts in effort today, Beyonce's in a place where she can be comfortable because she has grinded her ass off like no other, I don't think there was any artist in the 2000s and the 2010s that put in effort like Beyonce did, please name one, name one and I will tell you that you are a liar, <laughs> I just feel like she just put in so much work, I know there was six singles from the B-Day album but there were still visuals given for non-singles as well and I know that there was almost nine singles for I Am Such A Fierce. Whilst we're on the topic of Destiny's Child Queens, I want to go into the latest releases and start off with Kelly Rowland's latest single, Coffee. Wow, that was a beautiful transition, Manny. Good God. So Kelly had teased us with this song through a snippet so you can only hear the instrumental and you can see a bit of the visual that was to come along with the song. I can't come and lie to you guys, I definitely was underwhelmed in terms of the duration of the song, as well as her vocal delivery on the song. I feel like it was quite lazy. Um, it's not a bad song, but it sounds like an interlude <laughs> to me. I don't think she even sang for like every single second of the song. So it's like, for the most part, like one minute and a few seconds of her singing, then it's an instrumental. And it kind of relates to my issue of Kelly as an artist. I'm not trying to compare Kelly to Beyonce, even though it would be easy to, because they grew up together. But 
I know that everyone's journey is different and I feel like Kelly has done well for herself as a solo artist too. However, my issue with Kelly is that she lacks consistency and I feel like she doesn't put enough effort into what she does. I feel when she does well, she does well, but at the same time, I feel like when it comes to execution, that's where she might lack. I see that with her career. I see that with Chasing Destiny. I see that with June's Diary. That's the field of project that she's worked on where I feel like she could be even more further than she is or she could do more than she has done. Kelly was a multifaceted artist, but I feel like that could have been her strength. Because I don't think there's a lot of artists that could do what she did and executed that way amazingly the people that tried to go into different genres and it didn't suit them kelly had that skill of balancing the edm with the hip-hop with the r&b with the rap when love takes over with david greta she had the r&b but such as motivation lay on me she also had the pops like it's just annoying because she has the hits but i think the issue has always been consistency i don't think she's underrated i just think she does not rate herself enough to push herself further. I've spoken about my thoughts about Kelly on the TL before, but going back to Coffee now, she's singing from a very low register from the start to the end of the song, so she needs to have enough harmonies to compensate for that. And again, the issue of it being too short, I just didn't like it. It could have been an interlude, we can just go from there. But it's a nice song, but it's not a song that I can see myself listening to all the time. I now want to go into Tussie Slide, which is Drake's latest single. It went to number one straight away in its first week. And when it comes to Tussie Slide, I don't hate it as much as I did the first time I heard it. However, I am tired of artists making songs specifically for trending purposes, such as TikTok. TikTok itself, I've never really been a fan of the app. I like what people do on the app, but I've never really downloaded the app to go and like follow people or like stuff on there and to hear that it's entertaining racist content I can't support that so that's my thoughts on TikTok but going back to the song or going back to even this era of creating songs specifically for TikTok it's draining because I think Tussie Slide reminds me of Yummy from Justin Bieber when it comes to even like comparing Tussie Slide with Yummy I like Tussie Slide for its production and the delivery from Drake, but I'm not really a fan of Justin Bieber's delivery on Yummy, even though I love the production on Yummy. I think artists are watering their catalogue down just to trend or to make songs that are not really them, that makes sense. I do appreciate Drake as an artist more than people probably think I do, <laughs> but it's just annoying. I find that very irritating. But yeah, the song has grown on me. I love the production. And I love his house. Oh god, his mansion is beautiful. The next song I want to go into is Tony Braxton's latest single, Do It. And I think it's a perfect time because she has been trending a lot recently for her commentary on the Babyface versus Teddy Riley um clash that happened the other day. Well, that was a mess the first time. <laughs> the second time, it was good. I feel like I personally appreciate Babyface from a songwriter and artist point of view. I do love Babyface and the music he has created over the decades. He's a king and he actually produced Do It for Tony Braxton, which is her recent single. I did not even know that until she promoted it after the whole commentary that happened. For me, what I love about Tony Braxton, I think, is even an opposite to what I just spoke about when it comes to Drake, which is I love how Tony Braxton has stuck with her sound from the beginning, whilst it not being tiring and boring at this point. I just feel like she knows her lane, she stays in it, and she just progresses in it, to be honest. And I think that's the way forward for me as a creative. I don't want to ever do something that does not link back to what I'm known for or my values or what I love. 
God forbid it. <laughs> so I do love Tony for that. It's an amazing song. I now want to go into a song that I discovered through Spotify, which is called Make the Most by an artist called Lona featuring her. I think the reason why it was recommended to me was because I listened to her. No pun intended. I listened to the artist H-E-R, her. So I love this song. I definitely love this song. I think it was a song I found by accident, but it had a purpose. It went straight to my playlist. I love the delivery. My thing with her is... Is she trying to become a featuring artist now? Because I'm actually getting tired. She has featured on Janae Aiko's song, BS. And I don't want her to become a featuring artist. It has been a while since we've got a project from her. No pun intended. <laughs> so I just feel like I want her to focus on creating her next album. I think we've had enough of EPs. Give us an album and let it be quality. I know Kehlani, my baby, is giving us an album soon. I can't wait to talk about it in a future episode. So, yes. I'm definitely excited for that. I am a huge fan of her. I do love the music that she's given to us so far. I've heard about her for a very long time, but I didn't really connect with her songs until I heard Feel Away on Insecure, which we'll get into in a bit. The last person I want to go into before I go into trending topics is Kiki Palmer. She released a song called Sticky recently, and Kiki Palmer gives us bops. I would call her an underrated artist, but I think she kind of falls into the Kelly Rowland category of not pushing herself enough. I would recommend that you guys listen to her other songs, such as Yellow Lights. It's only on SoundCloud. I don't know why. Again, this is what I'm talking about. You've got amazing songs, but it's not accessible to many. Not everyone wants to go and use SoundCloud. I'm not really a SoundCloud user unless it's for podcasts. It's not where I consume my music, so it's very annoying that it's still not on the Spotify's and the Apple Music and titles years later. It's annoying, but she has that. She has Better To Have Loved. Um, what else? Hands Free is a bop. If Kiki used shows such as Jimmy Fallon, Ellen, who I'm not a fan of, but I can admit she has a platform where people can push their songs and their projects if her team gave her that push to promote her songs on radio and through tv i think she could be even further than she is right now but i do like her song sticky she has another song that's quite similar to it which is bossy this was a song for the star soundtrack that song is very stripper-esque i love it that's a bit of me <laughs> so i will say listen to bossy yellow lights better to have loud and this recent single, Sticky, as well. I now want to go into trending topics before I go into today's topic. And I want to start off with Too Hot to Handle, which is a new show on Netflix. It is what I would call Love Island, but better. So the concept of the show is that the cast or the islanders are made to believe that they're here to have a wild time of their lives, just doing hanky-panky and shaggy-shaggy. However, the main concept of the show is to build deeper connections without the physical so no kissing no sexual pleasure that leads to the actual deed and no sex as well this show was promoted through social media we saw the teaser we were like we're gonna watch this but i kind of forgot about the release because we've lost track of the days child since this whole lockdown happened but i think it came out at a perfect time i remember on that day i was working i got a call from monica big shout out to monica and she was like, listen, Manny, you need to go and watch this show. I'm living for it right now. So I went to watch it and I finished the show in less than 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> to go further the concept of the show, they are given $100,000 in their pot. If they do any of those sexual acts, such as kissing, foreplay, any kind of acts whatsoever, the full deed, they lose a certain amount of money for each act that they do and there's one girl in particular francesca who did not give a fuck she said listen <laughs> i don't care i'm making money from instagram so i'm gonna get my few seconds of pleasure 
I don't give a damn. The person that I didn't like on this show was Harry. I could not stand Harry at all. Like, he just pisses me off. He gives me a certain vibe. I just could not stand him. And I hated the way... I don't know if it was the cast or if it was the producers or both. But I hated how they portrayed him as this good guy that has to be apologised to. Whilst he's the one that went to go online with Francesca saying that, oh, she pounced on him and tried to kiss him. Whilst he's the one that initiated it. I think a favour of mine was David. David has a very selfless spirit that I can't relate to. He had no loyalty to Sharon, which is a guy. It's not Sharon. His name is Sharon. He's actually in Ari Lennox's music video for Shea Butter Baby. Shea Butter Baby. Honey, <laughs> he was the leading man of that music video but he had no loyalty to Sharon and at this point Sharon has said he has so much demons to deal with why is it now that David has now gone to pursue Rhonda that you now realise let me put my fears aside and actually pursue her and it kind of links with what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode another person I could not stand was Hayley oh my gosh if we had to put bad vibes in her body is Hayley. Her spirit was toxic from the start to the end and I love how this show is the kind of show where you don't have to suffer through the negativity. I think it was her and another UK guy that came later on. Horrible vibes. I could not stand it. I hated the ending of this show to be honest. I don't think the ending was good and I think that's what they should work on if they're going to do future seasons. But yeah, I liked the show for the most part. It was something good to have for the meantime. I now want to go into Insecure, which I spoke about a few minutes ago. Insecure is an American comedy drama series created by Issa Rae. I had been a fan of Issa Rae before even this show came out. She was very big on YouTube for her series and I'm just so proud to see how far she's come. What I love about Insecure is its relatability in terms of storylines. What is even funny is that the storyline I'm seeing with Molly and Issa is so relatable to what I shared in episode two. And I don't want to go too much into the storyline. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. If you've not watched Insecure already, I would say go and find it online. It's only 30 minutes per episode and you're going to get through it in days. What I also love about Insecure is its soundtrack. As I said, I have been put onto so many songs through Insecure. Again, I wasn't really a fan of her until I heard Feel Away on the show and I went to go and Shazam. I was like, that's her? <laughs> no pun intended again. Oh my gosh. I think she was very smart with this name choice. <laughs> I don't know about other streaming platforms, but they've got an insecure playlist on Spotify where you can listen to all the songs that are featured on each episode. I love that it's just blackity, black, black, black. Let me know your thoughts on today's classic fave as well as the trending topics and latest releases. It is now time to go into today's main topic which is going to be about emotional unavailability. If you've got any dilemmas, testimonies, which are experiences that you've learned from, um, topic suggestions, questions in general, you can send them to me privately through Twitter, Instagram, The Classic Manny. I've also got a curious cat, TCM Manny HQ. If you want to remain anonymous, but you want to send it to me, let me know and I will not mention your name, anything to do with your identity. I'll make sure to protect your identity, child. I'm going to go into this testimony. As I said, a testimony is your experiences when it comes to certain things in life and how you've learned from it and how you've taken the lessons to find what you deserve. This testimony is from someone that I follow who I genuinely love so much. Big shout out to her. She wants to remain anonymous, so I'll keep her anonymous. And the background context behind this testimony was I tweeted about emotional unavailability and how I can't deal with anyone who has got baggages that has to do with emotional constipation, emotional instability. If you've got any of those issues, I don't want you. I cannot come and kill myself in this England. So when I tweeted that, she sent me 
this message and I'm going to read it to you right now. I ask for consent, of course. She has to keep certain things private, which I'll not mention in this episode. But here we go. She says, the emotionally unavailable type, listen. I used to go for guys like that thinking it was okay and what I deserved until me and my boyfriend got together. In brackets, we were friends first. The way this man shows me affection still marvels me until now. She said I should keep their anniversary anonymous but they've been together for a couple of years. Little things like if he's on the phone unless he's in a confidential call, he would do stuff like put his hand out so I can hold it or have me sit close to him and hold me. <laughs> That's so sweet. If he upsets me, he listens to me, genuinely apologises and follows up with actions. That is so important. A day never goes by where he doesn't check up on me. Even if he's on his way to see me, he will still call for us to talk. He makes me feel like a spoiled little girl sometimes, lol, not in a creepy way. Took me a long time to adjust to his level of affection because I was so used to giving and getting little back. Woo child! Listen. (laughs) Listen to the song here in my heart. (laughs) I even had to explain that to him so he doesn't feel like I don't appreciate it. The way he loves me has been like healing to me, which he knows. Okay, I'll stop now, lol. (laughs) So before I go deep into this testimony, I want to give a quick disclaimer. My thoughts are not an attack on her. For the most part, I can relate to this dilemma so much. I've not found love in my life yet, but I can relate to how she felt she deserved certain things, how she gave a lot to get a little back. My thoughts are not an attack on her. My thoughts are inspired by this testimony so the first thing that she said in this testimony that really hit home with me was when she said i used to go for guys like that thinking it was okay and what i deserved for me personally when i went through my breakup and had to end things someone that was not good for me i had to ask myself why did i stay for as long as i did why did i think it was okay why did i think it was what i deserved or what was the norm and the answer to that is my upbringing and my surroundings. In my 23 years of living, I do not think I have seen more than five healthy relationships. And that is horrible because I see a lot of people. I'm half Ghanaian, half Antiguan, but I've been more around my Ghanaian side. And if you know about Ghanaians, we know a lot of people. So to see all these couples and I've not even been able to see five healthy, happy relationships, it is crazy. A lot of the relationships that I've seen are based on convenience, endurance, settling, being afraid of what society will say about them going through their first, second, third divorce. They've got a kid so they feel like they have to settle. What I want to say is this, it's not okay to be treated like a rug. It's not okay to be treated like an option. God forbid bid it. All those toxic things that we have seen is very important to understand that it was never okay for them to go through it and it's never okay for you to go through it. That's the first thing and I think the second thing is the lack of self-respect. That was a big issue for me and I didn't even know it because I look at the situation that I was in and it disgusts me that I even wanted to pursue things further despite everything that was right in front of me, despite all the disrespect, all the one-sided, unreciprocated situations that I was in. It is fucking insane. And again, it goes back to the first point of, okay, I've seen these relationships where one loves more than the other, but they've still tried to make it work. So it's normal. It's okay. It is not okay. What you want is out there. Don't settle because you feel like, okay, when it comes to UK men, all of them are trash, all of them are players, they've got emotional issues. I have vowed to myself that I will not be with someone that cannot match me emotionally. I can understand a lot of things. Financially, 
we're young. It depends on the age that I go for, child. But for the most part, I date people that are around my age range. And we're not going to have our lives together. So financially, I can understand that. You never know how far someone can go when it comes to even that department. But when it comes to the emotional, listen, you cannot go off based on potential. When it comes to the emotional, I cannot compromise on that. Because whilst you're waiting for someone to get it together, how are you sure they even want you? When it comes to emotionally unavailable people, number one, they are very transparent with it, even through their words and or their actions. They will show you and they will tell you that they are not willing to give you what you need. So if you are choosing to stay in that situation, it shows you don't respect yourself. You don't, it shows that you don't even know what you deserve. And that's why I always say what we want might not always be what we deserve. That's something that I've always said. I think as I've gotten older, what I require from someone has changed drastically. Oh my goodness. When did I first start dating? I first started dating in 2016. So in four years, what I wanted in 2016 is so different from what I want in 2020. I cannot settle for less, especially when it comes to the emotional, because I know what I give emotionally. I didn't understand how rare it was. This is not me trying to take my own horn, become a pick me. I know that if I say that I care about you, if I say I love you or value you, you will never have to question it. But when I've got to question you on how much you value me, what you're here for, your intentions, that means something is not right because that should be clear. It's very important from the get-go that you understand what you both are here for. Because once you understand that, it can save a lot of stress. Yes, people can be very deceptive, they can change. But once you see that pattern, from my experience, I've experienced both. I've experienced one that was never here emotionally from the get-go. And I've experienced one that was there emotionally from the beginning. But at the end, the real selves came out. They were emotionally unstable and they did not want to give me what I deserved. So I've experienced both sides. I understand how you can be very deceived from the other side, the one that's always giving you what you need, but that's not really them. So I get both sides, but once they have shown you and they have told you that they do not want you, when it comes to those that say that they're emotionally unavailable, I do believe when they say, I don't want this, the review is silent. I see a lot of those that say that, end up in relationships, I'm like, mm, what didn't you say? That's why I feel like people that say they're emotionally unavailable, I do think it's a temporary thing. I don't think there's anyone that says they're emotionally unavailable and then they're like that forever. So for me, it's so important that if they're not willing to let their guard down for you, the key word is for you, let them go. You cannot change anybody. I'll never forget when Olivia from season three says she's a fuckboy whisperer. Fuckboy waiting. What? what? <laughs> you can't change anybody. One song that I feel describes my previous relationships and situationships so beautifully is In My Head by Ariana Grande. The person at the beginning says, you are in love with a version of someone that you created in your head. You feel like you can fix them, but the only person you can fix is yourself. And it's facts. When I love, I love hard. I think I've only loved one person in my lifetime romantically. But when I love, I love hard. So the thing is, it's just so important that you're protective of who you give your heart to. Do not do that stupid thing where you go and give yourself to somebody prematurely. When you're giving yourself to somebody prematurely, it's very important to ask yourself, why do you always do that? And I think the common answer to that is, you're giving yourself to somebody regardless of if they tell you or show you that they want to give that back to you. And that is not healthy. That is toxic for yourself. If someone has not shown you that they're ready to give you what you're going to give them, do not do that to yourself. 
So that's my thoughts on the first paragraph. She goes on to say, the way this man shows me affection still marvels me to this day. Little things like if he's on the phone, unless it's a confidential call, he would do stuff like put his hand out so I can hold it or have me sit close to him so that he can hold me. And that part right there is beautiful. And it links with love languages. It's so important to understand your love language, your partner's love language. I think my top love languages are quality time, words of affirmation and physical touch. Those are my top three, even though I feel like I like a bit of all, because <laughs> there's five. What's the other two? Acts of service and receiving gifts. Those two, I appreciate, but I don't demand that. But what I feel like I can never compromise on is words of affirmation, quality time, and physical touch. Those three, mm -mm. if you can't give that to me, skidaddle, get out, <laughs> get out. And I was listening to the Receipts podcast, a big shout out to Tolly T, Garner's Finest, aka Audrey, and Melena Sanchez. Come on, those queens. I have been binge listening to their podcast, and it has helped me get through work. Oh my goodness. I was listening to an old episode, and Tolly said, in her old situation that she was in, she felt like she had to lie to herself that she didn't need certain love languages, but it was burning her inside. And I feel like I've been that person before. I think the person I was with last year, I did that all the time. Quality time was not a problem, but even the quality time was not to do with us. It was just to do with other topics. So that was not being met. Words of affirmation was not being met. Physical touch, yeah. Funny enough, when it comes to even the person that I saw last year, someone saw at an event, and when they found out that we're not together anymore, months later, they told me, wait, Manny, when I saw you and that person at the event, I could tell that you were more into that person than he was into you. I said, rah. <laughs> so I was not going mad. I also think it's very important that you listen to your gut instinct. Your spirit of discernment has to be on point when it comes to dating and relationships because sometimes the answers is right in front of you. There are times where you might be blindsided, but it's so important that you look at the answers that are right in front of you. Don't go off based on potential, as I've said already. Go based on what you can see because if you're looking at what you can see you can see this person is no good for you so let's go on to the next part of the message um she said if he upsets me he listens to me genuinely apologizes and follows up with actions and that's something that is so important there are a lot of people that are so prideful that want to be right all the time you are not going to be right all the time you're going to have moments where your bad sides will show because nobody is perfect i'm not perfect you that's listen is not perfect we all have our flaws but there are certain flaws that when it comes out it's very important that you learn how to navigate through it and there's also other flaws that boy if you don't work on it you can never be in a happy relationship i used to be that kind of person that will apologize for every single thing even when i was not in the wrong it's very important to be self-aware enough to know when you've done something wrong when it's something that might be your weakness that you've just done and know how to take accountability for it. If someone has done something to hurt me, I distance myself. It's very important that I unlearn that, that I learn how to communicate when someone has upset me instead of distancing myself or making the situation even worse. That's what I'm saying. So it's very important to understand your flaws, understand what you might do wrong sometimes and make sure that doesn't happen again. Funny thing about apologies in relationships is that some people apologize so that you can shut up. No, apology should come with changed behaviour and I will go into forgiveness in another episode in the future but when it comes to apologies, it needs to make sense. The person needs to understand what they have done wrong and there are certain actions that you can't go back from. It's very important that you know how to communicate through conflict. I think for me, I it's not about I want it to be right but I always want to save the relationship. Like I will always try and say what I could in order to save the relationship. But sometimes you're not communicating about the issue. You're just trying to say, yeah, I understand, yeah, this, yeah, that. But you don't, you don't understand. It's very important to communicate, understand why the action that you've done has affected the person, what you can do to avoid that from happening in the future. And generally apologize and mean what you say. Change behavior is the only way an apology 
can work. Because if you now apologise and go back to that same habit a week later, you didn't know what you're apologising for and you're just doing the same actions over and over again. The next point, let's see. A day never goes by where he doesn't check up on me. Even if he's on his way to see me, he will still call for us to talk. It's so funny because on the TL, people always complain about, oh, I can't talk to my babies every single day. No. <laughs> every single day does not mean every single minute. A simple message in the morning, oh, how are you doing? Hope you slept well. Have a good day. I'm going to be busy today, but I can speak to you in the evening. That makes a huge difference because you know what? It shows that you're thinking of them, that you will think of them, or that they are a priority to you. When you get home from work and you rested, oh, how was work? What did you get up to? Talk about latest topics, common interests. Talk about it. I always say people put in effort into what they want to put effort into. If they want to, they will. I don't think you're interested in somebody enough if you have a problem with communicating with them every single day. I think there's a problem. <laughs> there's definitely a problem. As I said, if you're going through personal stuff, which is understandable, make that clear. I might need some time to deal with certain issues. Please understand that. If the person doesn't understand that, then that's on them. They are showing their true characters by not understanding you. And as I always say, it's so important to understand yourself the person that you're dealing with, as well as the relationship at hand. You have to know what situation you're in because sometimes if you're in a shaky situation and the person is being inconsistent, that could be the reason why people are always paranoid, always doing the most, saying the most. But if you're in a stable situation, but yes, this person's having an off day today, you have to say, okay, you know what? When he's ready, he will come back. Don't ever allow someone to make you feel like you're asking for too much by just communicating. Communication is the basics when it comes to relationships. And I feel like people are always clapping for the basics. It's very important to appreciate it, but I'm never gonna clap for someone for doing what they should be doing when they're saying that they're interested in me. You never applaud a fish for swimming, so why should I applaud you for doing what you should be doing? Because I'm doing the same for you too. So that's my thoughts on that. It took me a long time to adjust his level of affection because I was so used to giving and getting little back. Listen, as I said, I have stopped that thing now. If you're not matching what I'm giving you, I don't care what time it is in our situation. If it's been three months, a year, three years, 30 years, if you're not matching what I give you, I have every right to step out of the situation because are you mad? <laughs> are you dumb, bruv? Like, what is this? Like, no, I just can't put myself through that torture. It is absolute torture given so much of yourself to someone that cannot even give you the bare minimum. Respect yourself enough to do better and be better for yourself and to accept better for yourself. Some people do not value and appreciate what you bring to the table. I always say it's so important to know what you bring to the table because you can be bringing what is called calamari. You can be bringing lobster. Whilst this one is bringing what? He's bringing chips that's been left cold for two days. No. <laughs> no. I always compare it to using a phone. The person can be using Snapchat. Look how much battery Snapchat takes from a phone. Playing games. The charger signifies them reciprocating that energy. If the charger's not in, you're going to get drained out to the point there's going to be no battery left in you. A few things that I think are not discussed enough when it comes to relationships is the importance of self-awareness and being able to analyse situations. Yeah, sometimes it can be hard to analyse situations when you're in it because you're on cloud nine, going based on the potential. Because potential can cloud your judgement. Oh my goodness. Oh, he's doing this, but maybe next month he could change. No! There are certain people that have got toxic traits that's going to take only Jesus or his saints, the Virgin Mary of Guadalupe, to come and make a difference. Some people cannot change overnight, and I think that's that's what people expect. <laughs> if someone has issues with lust, commitment, is doing adultery here, there, everywhere, the only person that can change somebody is themselves, and they have to make that choice for themselves. If it's to be going to therapy, 
they have to make that choice. You can't tell someone to go to therapy because they'll go to sit there, blocking out what the person is saying and feel like, okay, I don't need therapy. Whilst these times, they need more than therapy. They need Jesus. <laughs> they need Jesus. So it's so important that you understand that, listen, there are certain things that are a no-go when it comes to what you're dealing with. Uh, I feel like people punish themselves too much for someone that does not even give a damn about them. Stop punishing yourself. Ah, uh, in this 2020, think about dating is this sometimes it can be us as well you know we keep on entertaining those that are the same as the one before but you don't want to take those signs we're going through certain things in life for it to be a lesson and it will continue to be a lesson until you've learned it period <laughs> if you keep on going back to that same type of person that has broken you time and time and time again it could be a different body but the same person literally at a certain point, you have to look at yourself and ask yourself, why do I keep allowing people that are showing the same exact traits, the same patterns, to be in my life? Value yourself enough to know that, listen, you are precious. It's not everyone that should have access to you because once you give the wrong person access to you, it is all of Jackie. It is fit to the niche. Where to Grace Adjilore. Like, it's, it's done. Finished. Game over. Don't hurt yourself trying to love somebody else. As I always say, and this is not me trying to even lie for the podcast or whatever, I have been the happiest when I've been single. And I feel like if I'm going to ever last someone to my life, hopefully in the near future, you need to match what I give to you. You need to add to me. I don't want anyone to ever complete me, God forbid. No one should be able to complete me. That means I've got issues. They should be able to add to me. To point out if they choose to go, I still have me. I think in my past situations, I've been that person has given, 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 given. And then when they go, I have nothing left because I've given so much of myself away nope this is not willing my double i give myself away so you can use me (laughs) listen please if it's not the lord don't give yourself to anybody prematurely make sure that if you're giving yourself to somebody because of course when you're with someone you're giving yourself your time your energy your emotions your body for the most part (laughs) (laughs) so listen make sure that if you're doing that that is worth it, it's for the right reasons, and that the person has shown you that they can give you what you're giving them. The last point I want to touch on is when she said, I even had to explain that to him so he doesn't feel like I don't appreciate it. Again, it goes back to self-awareness, it goes back to communication. She knows that, okay, this could be perceived as I'm not interested, I don't appreciate it, but in reality, she's still getting used to it. It's something that she has been so used to for so long that it feels surreal to her. When I look at this testimony, I just see two people that know how to communicate, that have learnt from their past, and I'm so happy for her. Like, I wish her all the best. I hope you guys have learnt from this. Use the hashtag TCM show to let me know your thoughts on this entire episode. So I think I'm going to end here. I want to end by saying, please, don't ever trade your worth for coins. <laughs> you are not worth mere dusty coins. You are worth gold, diamonds. The reason why I'm even begging and pleading that you guys know your worth is because I know some people personally that deserve the world but they have tolerated so much nonsense from people that don't even know who they are or what they bring to the table please do not ever compromise your self-worth your self-love for any single human being on this planet no he no she no them should ever have that power to make you feel less than god forbid it's not your portion it's not my portion it's nobody that listens to this portion it's not your friends or family's portion because i know how it feels to be in something that drains you i don't think i've ever been in a situation that was quote-unquote toxic i feel like it could have been toxic but i need to get myself out of it before it got worse so 
I thank God for that. Please set yourself free if you are in bondage right now. I let me even pray. So my prayer before I end this episode is that every single person listening to this and myself find what we deserve. That if we're in something that's not helping us grow, it's not making us happy, that we get out of it safely, that we work on ourselves, that we love ourselves more and more every day. And when we find what we deserve in a partner, that we still love ourselves, we still appreciate ourselves, and we never forget our value. Amen. If you enjoy this, don't forget to use the hashtag TCM show to join the conversation, to rate the podcast, to share it with your friends on social media, in your group chats. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, the classic Manny and TC Manny HQ. TC Manny HQ is for my creative stuff and Classic Manny is my personal page. And don't forget to always do you and be unapologetic. Bye. I'm a classic man. Yeah.